Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, IGN's Nintendo podcast. My name is Philip Mewson, and today I'm joined by Per Schneider, hey. Brendan Graber, oh, and Zachary Ryan. How's it going, everyone? Good. Very good. Yeah, Very having good. a good week? Yeah. yeah, I got rained on on my walk into the office this morning, but that's uh, it's okay. Oh, that's okay. Feel good. You still look really pretty today. Moist. Yeah, yes. yeah you were yeah. here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's very greasy looking, but Don't that's worry. all right. We're going to get through this together. Brendan, it's really nice to have you here with us today. It's good to be back. Brendan is our Kirby Star Allies reviewer, which is exactly why he's here. We're going to be talking about that later in this show today, which is very exciting. Amongst other games we've been playing, but before we get into that stuff, let's go over some of the news that has been going on in the world of Nintendo and Switch. Uh, first and foremost, probably one of the bigger stories this week, there was a massive Nintendo Switch firmware update mm-hmm. today, right? Or not today, uh, this, this week. week. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got 5.0. Uh, a little underwhelming for a lot of people, I would I would <laughs> say. Um, but it did add Facebook and Twitter friend suggestions. There's like 24 new arms in Kirby-themed uh, user icons, as well as the ability to filter news content from specific channels or just unread news, uh, which is cool. And then additionally, uh, digital pur- purchases have been made uh, via, P- or that are made via PC or smartphone, or tablet will begin downloading sooner than they have in the past. So it's like that's that's kind of what we've noticed as users. Has, yeah. Has anybody have you guys bought anything through smartphone or tablet or, or no, PC no. that never. That, yeah. Yeah, I've only gone through the store, so I don't really know what that interface looked like or how fast or slow it was. I have an Xbox, but it's just never come up because I usually bring this thing. Yeah, so I exactly. Just, uh, I know that it yeah. sucks on PlayStation. Like it's super hard to to tell like we, it's easy to purchase stuff, but yeah. then it's really hard to tell like when it's downloading or when it's not. So if you guys are using it out there on on your Switch, like to buy stuff through the Nintendo app or or, mm-hmm. or on your PC, let us know how that works because like I've not messed with. But it. it's great. I mean, obviously, it's great when you're traveling and your Switch is at home. Totally. The oh, problem yeah. is, I always have my Switch with me. Exactly. It's not so, a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> problem I solved. I don't need to remotely download anything. I just have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, la di da. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but, but yeah, it was a small update. Obviously, they didn't make a big, big uh, uh, spiel around it either. It's just kind of, to me, it sounded like it was mostly to fix some security issues. Right? Yeah, exactly. I think that's essentially what this update was because it was a massive update. I mean, there's there's a lot happening here. We just, as nor- normies, as, we, as they call them. A superficial... <laughs> <laughs> Security unconcerned yeah, citizens, non hackers or yeah. non uh, you yeah. know computer efficient people or whatever. Um, we uh, yeah, there have been massive security changes underneath this update, uh, and it's specifically to sort of mm-hmm. avoid the vulnerabilities of the switch uh, with you know in relation to the Tegra processor and how vulnerable that's become. Yep. So uh, there's is, a lot of stuff happening. Is the concern identity theft or is it more so like hacking the Just system? Just ha- hacking the system. Okay. Um, when can yeah. I mine Bitcoin with my Switch? Yeah. <laughs> you can do that um, right now. So there, there are a couple. I mean, obviously, if you haven't updated your switch, do it right. Just go into your your settings and do it. The other update is you can uh, you, you can update your Joy-Con. Yeah, how long did that take you, pair? It, <laughs> it took a long time. I had like this this giant mountain of uh, Joy-Con in front of me on the table, and I would just attach them. So what you got to do is you got to attach them, and then you go into the. Um, you go into uh, the menu, and there's a uh, there's an update controllers option. Mm. It was really. It's quick. not an yeah. auto update feature. Huh? Like if you snap the controllers on, it just doesn't auto update them. I I, I don't know. It may it may do it for yeah. your first set. Although I th- don't think so. Nintendo's really so, yeah. polite about that stuff. They don't want to keep you from playing by mm. making you uh, update, update something. But if you haven't done it, it you know a lot of these updates behind the scenes. Nintendo doesn't always disclose what's in it, but usually it's stability. So to fix some of the issues, if you remember like the launch problems with. Joy-Con desyncing, all of that mm, stuff. Mm-hmm. So make sure your controllers are up to date too. Those are awesome, by the way. Thank you. Uh, Tom, Tom Marks made these. You got some custom see-through that's blue ones. That's a classic Tom there. Marks job. Classic Tom yeah. Marks job. At nice. The blue in the back and then clear blue in the front. Oh, that's really cool. Just see him over there with his bow ties, sweating, <laughs> toiling over Joy-Con. Yeah. Um, yeah. So onward from there, Super Smash Brothers for Switch has been in the news. Quite a bit. It's the talk of the town, you could say. Um, so Sakurai has come out publicly on Twitter and said that he has been working on the game in silence for a very long time. It's pronounced uh, Zachary. 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 <laughs> Zakurai. That's Zachary. Um, oh, Sakurai. Here I am. Yeah, Sakurai. Um, yeah. Um, so he's he's obviously a very hardworking man. Um, he, Ridiculously hardworking. Yes, yes. Didn't he say something a couple years ago about how like his wife left him uh, over like the Ugh. amount of time? 
time that he had developed. Like basically, like oh, the man. development of Smash Brothers has just made shambles of it his like, much, personal life. I think it like ruined his hand for a while. He couldn't like hold a controller. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, Smash uh, Claw. Yeah, Smash yeah. Claw. Yeah. yeah, like I know everyone is looking forward to like the the Smash weekly updates of like who gets announced. But I just want an update from Sakurai saying I'm okay. That's all I want every week. This it's, week's update. His, I'm still okay. That's yeah. his Nintendo. His Sakurai Direct is just hit like, like a video of him on Twitter just being like, hey. No carpal tunnel. <laughs> all right. Good, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have a question for you guys. I know we talked a little bit about this last week during our last uh, show, which was yeah. live. Uh-huh. Um, and we sort of, the question was brought up, is this a port of Smash for Wii U or is this a brand new game? So I think it's a new game that uses the graph, like uses some of the graphics and uh, feel and setup from Wii U. Yeah, I think okay. so too. That's where I think I it. think we're going to see a lot of repurposing of uh, assets from mm-hmm. the Wii U version, but I think this is going to be like a completely new a new game. I think people are getting hung up because uh, at the end card of that teaser, mm-hmm. you know, they had a copyright original game Nintendo yeah. and HAL Laboratories. That to clarify, that literally means the original rights to Smash Brothers belong to Nintendo and HAL, not yeah. that this is an original game. A lot yep. of people were saying like, of course it's original, it says so right there, but that is just a copyright thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is doesn't necessarily mean that this is not a, an original uh Switch game. So Yeah, I do think the way they titled it, um like when we got uh Mario Kart Deluxe, they weren't afraid to say, hey this is straight from Wii U, just with some better stuff. Uh, and the way they, they kind of announced, like, oh, it's Smash Brothers with a different logo set, different music in the opening. I figured they would have put DX yeah. on it or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's so, like, that, that teaser was so dark <laughs> compared <laughs> to, like, the one for uh, for Wii U. Yeah. It's like, Animal Crossing's like, hey, you're invited to go Smash with us. Yeah. And we like, all, can you're we, all going to die. Can we all agree that those squid, those inklings, did, like, definitely got killed? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like those, two, those two squid kids are dead. For it's sure. like the last <laughs> thing you see before yeah. you die. Yeah. It's yeah. Giant, Just like, the glowing. giant Smash logo, yeah. So at the very least, remember that when the, the last Smash Brothers came out on two platforms at the same time. So you had a 3DS version and you had a Switch version. Which were very dis- uh, Wii U disparate version. versions. And they had, yeah. they had some different levels. Mm-hmm. And, and music and stuff. And so at the very least, I th- I'm hoping we're getting more of that stuff combined in this version. So May, may I tell a story? Oh, yeah. absolutely. So last week, I had to fly, last week I had to fly to New York for a last minute like meeting. And uh, the day that I booked my tickets, Nintendo announced that they're going to have this direct. And you guys started kicking around the idea of like doing a live recap. And I just I, I knew in my gut, I was like, they're going to start announcing crazy stuff here, and I'm not going to be able to be on the show. And I went to the airport that day and uh, got, we all loaded on the plane. And as we're pulling away from the terminal, uh, we hear this loud like ka-chunk and the air conditioning system in the plane just stopped working. So uh-huh. we had to sit on the tarmac for like an hour and a half. Uh-huh. So my flight was delayed. I watched the entire direct on my phone. <laughs> So like I like I could have been here and participated, and there were so many announcements that I had been waiting for, like Captain Toad coming out, like more info on Dark Souls. Uh, that I was just like so mad that I missed. Were you last wearing week's headphones? And yes. Were you going like? <laughs> were you doing Zach Ryan yeah, laughs on the, on the yeah. plane? Yeah. And yeah, people yeah. Are like, what's wrong with that what's guy? Wrong with that? Who yeah. is this dude? Yeah. He had some weird like yeah. uh, little squid girl in a bikini. <laughs> this is creepy. <laughs> that was me was, when they had the Game Awards and they announced. Uh, the DLC. The DLC. I was that was going, my favorite. Yeah. I was going in the tunnel for the Muni to go home, and I'm like, watch my phone. Riot's detection goes out. It just says, available now. I'm like, ah, turn around. Yeah. Switch yeah. back at yeah. the office. Brendan sprinted Abort. back into the office, and he's like, I didn't even get my Switch. He's like, I got to grab it and start yep. the DLC tonight. Uh, so you were here but in spirits. I was. Yes. I was, yeah. But I was very excited. I was very excited to see Captain Toad. I've been predicting that since the launch of the Switch. Um, and I was really excited to learn more about uh, Mario Tennis. Uh, I like I like Mario Tennis. This new version looks friggin' awesome. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I've not I've gotten some heat on this show for not being the biggest Smash supporter. But I have to admit that that trailer did get me pretty so pretty excited. Yeah. Like that little teaser, like it did get me pretty stoked. Yep. So. Now, Perry, you brought up uh, an interesting topic about Smash uh, last week, where you kind of said that if you know this could be a new this could be a new Smash, or now you're saying this is a new Smash, which I I believe too as well. I didn't yeah. I didn't confirm that, but yeah, I think this is totally a new Smash. But uh, you brought up an interesting topic, saying that this could be. Uh, 
a Smash with a smaller roster, like initially when it launches, and yep. then they could be bringing in new characters, you know, consistently, like as we saw with sort Street of the Fighter Wii U version and, and yeah. yeah, Street Fighter Five and stuff. So I'm wondering, could this Smash uh, work as, or could Smash in general work as a game as a service? Yeah. Sort of along the lines of like Overwatch or Fortnite or Destiny. I mean, like I, th- I think Overwatch, like Nintendo sees the excitement, you know, not only around its own Smash character reveals for DLC in the past, but also what's going on with Overwatch where people go nuts over these intro trailers. I think it'd be hard for them to resist that, that they maybe start with a more focused roster and then have like the, you know, like immediately set the stage and saying like, and everybody on Nintendo's online service will get this character in the first month and then you can buy him for $9.99 the next month or something. Like I, I have, they gotta be doing this. Yeah, they yeah. gotta be doing this. You you mentioned the online service. Uh, we know that it's coming in September. So, is everybody here pretty much sold on the idea that Smash will also be a September launch? I think it's. Gonna I be can't day and imagine it's going to be an online service. Launch. I can't yeah. imagine that this doesn't launch alongside that service. Like, yeah. I, it just that's that's the way that you're going to get it's people to hook. buy in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I think it will launch day and day with the online service, but I don't think that it's their only like flagship or major game launching for the online right. service. I still think that there's a, a major announcement, like just the waiting on the horizon. We'll probably hear about it during E3. Did we, did we get an Octo X date? Was there a date attached to that Splatoon, that big Splatoon update? Does anybody remember? Uh, it was summer. Okay. Some, yeah, yep. summertime. So it'll yeah. be like just before E3, like yeah. last year, you know, when it launched. Yeah. Right, right. But that'll be single E3. player. Wouldn't need. Right. Yeah. Online. But I mean, I assume that that single player stuff will feed into like a bigger multiplayer suite. True. As well, yeah. So. There's, you get playable s- Octolings and yeah. the multiplayer. Yeah. I'll play as an Octoling. Well, you get, I think you get the hairstyle. It's like you beat the single player and then you get the Octoling hairstyle. For Finally. Your, You're hairstyle. all about that. <laughs> Inkling yeah. boy or Inkling girl. Yeah. So it should be cool. I think it would be a pretty interesting idea for Nintendo to take that approach on Smash and just like make it a game as a service. I, I, I really like that idea. Yeah, me like, too. I think it's a really cool way to sort of roll that out. You know, Smash for Wii U, <clears throat> what did it launch in 2014? Is that right? 2014, 2014, yes. Yeah, that yes, was my yes. And then they continued support for up until like spring of 2016, summer 2016. Um, what year is it now? I don't know. Okay. How can anyone know? <laughs> um, so I think that, that, you know, given what they've done with uh, coming out and saying like uh, up front, like we will support uh, uh, Splatoon for, you know, a year of this and two years of this. Like I could easily see them be coming out with Smash in September and being like, and be ready for X amount of support for the next however many years. I, so. I would love it if it was a game as a service with free updates and you yep. get characters yeah. over time. But I like they they need to Smash Brothers is a wonderful game to play on a on one screen with your friends. And I think because they want to drive uh, online and they would love for this to be an esports title in the future, a big one for them. I can only imagine that they'll build in some sort of rewards and tie into the the yeah. online plan. I, don't you I think? Don't even mind paying a, a little extra for bigger updates as long as there's smaller stuff coming in between like the way that they're doing with Splatoon. That's what I think. I think that it's really interesting that for a year they've supported Splatoon by being like, hey, guess what? There's new weapons. There's new there's new arenas. There's new this and that. And And now for this next big Splatoon update, they're they're charging, you know, but it's 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 like, okay, great. Like this is a second round. Like I'll buy into the kind of like in the same way that, that I know this is sort of an obscure callback but uh kind of like in the same way that the taken king was a like a bigger expansion right. on destiny the original yeah. destiny right like yeah. they dropped that in and totally retooled the mechanics totally like built out an entire another quest you know something and like i that. feel like they have there are certain elements they could release to every player like if there was a new game mode or a new setting or something yeah it makes sense to not split the online community by releasing that to all whereas like having access to a pe- character is very tantalizing to everybody playing it yeah and encountering a character they don't have the one thing that I feel like should be free this time around are the me costumes, which were just kind of. Um, remember yeah. that? Like, yeah. Yeah. they had like yeah. the ones, like the characters you couldn't play like, as. Like, can't play as King K. Rool, but here's a little crown. That to me that. is like a cute little thing they could toss in for people just to keep the some of the excitement alive for free. But we'll I see. I mean, that's going to be really interesting to see. Also, what having a. Uh, a shorter window and like a smaller, tighter character group allows Sakurai to like get the game out there mm-hmm. and then like not have to rush make forty characters by launch. Right, and then yep. it's like okay, well now that we've done that, we can 
do these characters and give them the time they deserve. Right. It becomes yeah. its like own platform. And I think that makes perfect sense for that series because they could like with Splatoon, like what you were saying, Zach, like feed it these free updates that kind of tweak the mechanics and balance updates and stuff. Um, but I, then at the same time, like release bigger updates. Uh, for instance, if we do, if we are getting Pokemon this year, like in 2018, maybe the first major character DLC will be the legendary Pokemon from that game. Yeah. Like that would make total sense. Like, Something and it, along those lines. Yeah. And I'd be okay with the game launching with like a roster of 12 to 16 fighters initially if I knew it would eventually grow if, out to like 50. That's you know? what I was just thinking. Like if they come out and they say, here's the starting uh, roster of 12 and then they go, they go November, this character, December, this character, January, question mark, February, question mark. And they show you, hey, every month you'll get a new character. I think then people won't Ooh. be too upset. Then yeah. it will feel like, okay, they're in it for the long haul. I'm looking forward to like discovering the new characters. But if they come out and it just is a limited roster right. and they'll just not dangle anything in front of you, people would be really disappointed. This is a bit of a stretch, but what if this teaser is like a sneak peek of their marketing and they do show off like in a sort of who's that Pokemon kind of way, like <laughs> coming in March and it's just like this silhouette, you know, yeah. you're going to have to guess. I think that'd be It's really Jigglypuff. Cool. Yeah. They could totally fake you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Um, so I wanted to touch on this a little bit. It's not exactly directly Nintendo related, but it's something that a lot of people, it's a game that a lot of people want on Switch right now. Mm. So Fortnite uh, just released on mobile uh, the other day. Limited. Yes. Yeah. Limited, limited release. release. It's kind of invite only Do I have right it? now. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can actually sign up for it right now if you go to, um, I believe it's Fortnite.com, just that. Uh, you can enter your email address. They'll hopefully send you a code. And if you're watching the video podcast right now, you can actually see some gameplay some horrible gameplay from me taking <laughs> very late last night while i was playing the game but um look but, at how good it looks right that's insane yeah it does it yeah. looks awesome i'm surprised it works exactly the like same Fortnite, as yeah. a as the console version and it's crossplay yeah. yeah it's crossplay yeah, yeah with- so there, there were already videos making fun of mobile players when i i am convinced you will see people who will be amazing at touchscreen play. Did you watch uh, yesterday's live stream? We had Steve. Steph, yeah. yeah, he just so, destroyed everybody. Yeah, Steve, our streamer, our resident Fortnite expert, was already winning in the first match on mobile against a mixed group of people. So uh, it's it's a good proof of concept that some cross-play can work really, really well. I think oh, this yeah. is like I think this is really interesting because I've, I've played a fair amount of Fortnite on console and I know that this mobile version will only encourage me to play it, you know, like when I'm waiting for the bus and stuff like that but i also love the idea of like if i'm killing time popping it up and playing with like an 8-bit though controller you know like doing like a bluetooth controller and playing against you know other consoles but like just imagine what it would be like to maybe even this version ported to the switch right like an easy port i think man i'd be super into it absolutely it's funny you brought up steve too because he when he was playing yesterday on stream Fortnite, he was playing off his his phone he has i believe six a six or a success yeah yeah and that's the lowest um heart like phone iphone you can have right now that runs Fortnite. um i'm playing the footage you're seeing right now on screen is running off of an iphone x uh, but Which fancy awesome. pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, no. So on, that's on, how that's how we uh, that's what we call Philip around these parts is fancy pants. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. what I prefer. It's what right. I told everyone on my first Flippy day. pants too. Yeah. It's yeah. Philip fancy pants Mewson. Right. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so he he got you know victory royale off of an iPhone 6s his fr- very first match. I mean, yeah. yes, he is. It was skilled. choppy. Like it looks choppy on his on that stream for sure. But yep. This is this is insane. Like right. this looks like on the X is nuts. I mean, it is when you watch this and you see it running on a 6 plus, there's no question that the Switch could run this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, Switch yeah. could yes. do this justice that even, you know, Wi-Fi everything is, is ready for this game. Yeah. And like I got to think Nintendo has been ringing that doorbell for a while. Fortnite went from <laughs> being a game that everybody thought was going to be a flop. Oh, yeah. And then reinvented itself with, you know, boring the Battle Royale mode. Yeah. And, um, it's just been blowing up, and like you got to be part of this. Biggest like, game in the world. This cannot be Minecraft all over again when Nintendo platforms get it last. Is mm-hmm. we, we, well, I guess they would get it last, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, but please, yeah. God, after the freaking Maybe not three years yeah. links yeah. and Engage, come on, right? Get that on there. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll see it. Uh, you think Fortnite's coming to Engage? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, all my Nokia friends tell me. Also right. The game They're gear? rebooting the company. Remember how you talked on the phone? Like, yeah, like that's this? right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the stupid yeah. console. I had one of those for five days and then I returned it. Five probably, days. Uh, that's yeah. probably five days longer than anybody else had. <laughs> yeah. That. It, that's I have, how long. I have one in that glass I've seen case it. at yeah. IGN. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Come on an IGN tour. You Both can versions. See the Engage. Yeah. They're two versions. 
Uh, what a dumb machine. You had to take the battery out to swap the game pack? Yes. Like, what a f- <laughs> That's so stupid. Sorry, yeah, Nokia at they, fans. At least they tried. I got to yeah. give them credit for like trying to make awesome like mobile games. There was an sure. attempt. There was a yeah. Tomb Raider game on there, I yeah. remember. I like the There's a Resident Evil game on there, I think. There was, yeah. yeah. I had the Tomb Raider game. You think either of those games are coming to Switch? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Pear, so you went to the Labo event that was just here in San Francisco a couple days ago. Oh, Oh. yes, Philip. You've got your own. I happen to be Labo certified. You've got your own certification there. Oh, yeah. Nice. I was so jealous. We're going to put this. Yes, let's mount it right here. There you go. Uh, I did. I took the kids. Nintendo was kind enough to uh, throw a Labo event Brian in, and in Max? San Francisco. <laughs> I took my kids, Brian and Max. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we had a really good time, man. They let us uh, build the uh, the RC car and then the um, the fishing rod. Nice. And my oldest son, who is 15, would not leave the room until he finished the fishing rod. They told us in the beginning, it's like, you'll need two hours. You're not going to be able to build it. And he just ignored everybody. Yeah. And, like, a Nintendo rep said, it's okay. Just go to the next thing. I'll watch him. Yeah. And, yeah, he finished the whole thing. That's awesome. That's really really cool. cool. They were all super into it. How long did it end up taking him? Did he do it in under two hours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Like cool. an hour and, and a half or something. Yeah, we didn't get very far when I did it uh, with, with my boy. Yeah, it, was, it took us like, I don't know, an hour. Uh, or they gave us an hour and then we got to just the part of the actual rod itself. We didn't build the reel because the reel is actually pretty complicated. There's like a lot of moving parts in there and it makes this really cool yeah. like, snapping noise when you reel it up so that was that was the biggest surprise to me was first of all yes it's all cardboard right there's some some like uh, grommets and rings that Mm -hmm. are made from plastic and rubber bands and all that but like the core stuff is all plastic is all uh, cardboard but how clever are there with the uh, noisemaker elements yeah right there's like when you build the um when you build the fishing rod there is like a slot that you put in this this um strip this cardboard strip just like you would attach like a playing card to, to a, a bicycle, bike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that makes the clicky noise. And they even have a spare part in the sheet that yeah. you can swap it out if it ever gets worn out. Yeah, so clever. That's awesome. If you ever tied a playing card to your bike and yep. pretended it was a motorcycle? Uh, let us know. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. So we just kind of wanted to go over since Pear and I both have some experience with Labo um, hands on. We we just wanted to talk <laughs> a little bit about uh, maybe some things that you guys it. might not be aware of and things that we think are especially cool about Labo. Um, So the RC car, let's start right off the beginning. The RC car itself um, can actually see. Now, a lot of you guys might know this uh, if you've been keeping track of Labo and sort of its advancements, but uh, it it actually utilizes the Joy-Con IR sensor in the right Joy-Con uh, as a camera, and it sends a feed back to the Switch's tablet, so you can totally go like incognito and spy on your friends and stuff like that. It's, so I had I had heard about that feature, but like you can see it here, where um, the like the actual remote control, yeah, it has two vision, vision modes. So the actual remote control, so your Switch has has the screen on it. And on the screen, you can see this vision and how clear it is actually, considering it's an IR beam. And then you can tap on the screen to switch it to predator mode, where like things that are closer <laughs> to you are in a different color. Um, yeah. hey, look how cool that is! What a what a great oh, use of IR. Oh, I, I'm I was just surprised at all the stuff they came up with. And then you you can see some of the versus games you can play, and like you have a bell and you hit it, and a timer starts. And yeah, they spent a lot of time making the the little the software really experimental and cool. Yes, totally. Um, the I guess we'll. Uh, oh yeah, okay. So the next one that we uh, we want to talk about is the motorcycle, which is really cool. Uh, so obviously we've seen the motorcycle toy con with the handlebars, and it's fun, and you play the little Mario Kart style game where you're driving around with motion controls. Um, but it actually has an additional part that a lot of people don't know about, and it's the Toy-Con scanner. And have you heard of this at all? No. It's very cool. It also uses the Joy-Con IR sensor, um, and it looks like a little gun. Uh, you, you're going to see it pop up on screen right now if you're watching the video. Um, and what you can do is you can actually scan real-world objects into the game. Oh. Yeah. So you can cool. like put your hand out and scan your hand, and then your hand terraforms into the stadium. Terraforms? Yeah, yes. it literally terraforms right. the stadium. Yeah, so it's really really interesting i mean i can see people scanning like the most random things like yeah. making some hilarious tracks oh boy um which is <laughs> oh god oh boy did, oh, did they let you, you mess with that thing it. at all 
Uh, no, I didn't see the I didn't see the scanner and didn't see the the, the little bike thingy here. Right, that's um, another one. I got to play the uh, the motorbike and I was just struck by how again how clever and how many different functions there on it. I didn't realize it had a starter. Yeah. Like it has a manual like physical starter you have to push in and that you twist the uh, the handle just like in a real motorbike. Like handbrake on there. That's really cool. And then yeah, you can see the kind of custom uh, design level here where you know they terraform. I mean, like that kind of level of detail was what I didn't expect that. I thought everything really was neat. going to be very limited, but even the core motorcycle game has like different modes. You know, you've yeah. got the balloon chase where you can set new records, you've got versus and all that. Yep. Yeah, and the mini Very motorcycle, impressive. the mini motorcycle itself, you can actually um, use that with motion controls and draw like a circuit track in the air, mm. like in real time, mm. which is hilarious and sounds kind of fun i just yeah. hope it works well totally yeah 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 it's very much a science it's a lot kit, of variables right? yeah. like every is, yeah. every sheet every package is a science kit for you to just mess around with and find new things yeah exactly um one additional note about the fishing rod thing as well um so we you know you can catch fish and that's fun that's all great fun it, it keeps, has line tension yeah it has line. Yeah. no kidding yep it has line <laughs> tension which adds real world real realism in there um but it, you can also make your own custom fish which is which is with fun. Hand? Uh, you can use Terraforms your hand. Terraforms your hand into an <laughs> awful fish. Uh, so they didn't. They didn't actually let us know, or I. They didn't let me know any um, details about how to, like, you make the custom fish. But you can see they give hints in the trailer. I think they used the piano. Yeah, the piano is involved in in some way. I know that. Like that. See, what? so they they skid it into the the top slot of the piano, and that reads it. Okay. So, yeah. All right. That Isn't that nuts? Sense. Yeah, so they actually interact with each other, like these games. You can use them That's for super cool. other Whoa. things. Yeah. So and then you, you can. There was one sad fish uh, swimming around with the eye outside the body. It was very, very sad. Look at that man. Yeah. <laughs> but again, like another thing where like you're incentivized to use one thing for the other, and they obviously come in the same package. So it's not like they're trying to upsell you on right. another right. kit. But um, it's just like you finish this one thing and you played with the piano and then you do this and you realize, oh, I can use the piano now for um, for this new mm. kit too. Um, yes. And on the subject of the piano, you can also uh, record your own music, which I guess we all kind of expected. But something I did not expect is that you can actually use the, uh, the vibration of the Joy-Con to make music. Like they emit sound. Oh. Um, yeah, you can actually hear the humming and they have their own pitch, their tonal pitch. Oops. Just um, based on the, like the repetition, yeah. Uh, yeah. the vibration. Yeah. So in, the, yeah, in my demo, they had built a little cardboard box as an amplifier and then put the Joy-Con on top. And then you take a plug, there, there are four plugs for the piano, right? Yeah. And the fourth one, you insert it into the piano, it, it makes the piano silent, so nothing comes out of the speaker, and instead the Joy-Con makes the music. So you can go like, meh, 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 with the Joy-Con oh, buzzing. Wow. Yeah, and again, so you're saying like, that it, it records the audio, the actual audio of the Joy-Con buzzing, or the no. Joy-Con emits. No, the, the Joy-Con vibrates at different frequencies, okay. and with your little amplifier, you can hear it more. Neat. Yeah, and it's just like I'm sure you've seen those YouTube videos where people use like printers or scanners sure. to play like the Legend of Zelda theme and stuff, and you know there may be a, um, a secret in an upcoming Nintendo game that uses buzzing for for sounds too. And I, Do you I, know actually, something we don't. Uh, I think someone here might yeah. know something we don't about yeah. that. Well, I don't want to spoil it for people who want to discover it. But sure. yeah, they, they've been uh, they've been a couple of experiments with you know buzzing, rumble uh, em, em, emitting noise. Um, yeah. Even in Golf Story, where yeah. you can hear the sounds, uh, the sound effects uh, when you're playing. Yeah, very cool. But the most advanced toy con of them all, as, Noten as Nintendo proclaims it, uh, is the robot kit. Mm -hmm. And that obviously is sold separately, and it has some really, really interesting features that I also was not expecting. I mean, I, I got a chance to play the robot kit. I put the suit on. Did you put the suit on? No, there? I made my kids do it so that nobody could take compromising pictures of me. Oh, man, <laughs> I would have loved to see you wear that yeah. suit. <laughs> in the green and yellow jumpsuit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what's cool about the robot kit is it obviously has these, like, uh, VR style mission games, which are really interesting. They're kind of reminiscent of Metal Gear Solid, the VR missions. I mm -hmm. think just the way they look aesthetically, not the way they play at all. Okay. I, I, I don't like, think what? it's a stealth game at all. <laughs> yeah, crouch mode. Um, yeah, there's cool. Like, so you use your different. Um, uh, what do they call them? Poses. Uh, so you put your body in different poses. I think like if you extend your arms from side to side like this, you become like a giant robot, which is cool. If you crouch, you 
transforming into your car. Yep. Yeah, so we've seen stuff like that. But as you like, if, as you can see right now on screen, um, you can actually stuff. customize the robot like by God, plugging these cool. bolts into the side of I the love backpack, those bolts twisting too. it. Yeah, which is really cool. It's such a fun idea to like actually bring real world like elements and movements to involve customization i think kids are gonna love this yeah yeah mm. um go ahead and that was i mean my impression like apart from building the stuff which is really fun because the nintendo like uh the software that teaches you is really well made you can rotate things on screen all of that process is fun but then just experimenting with it and figuring out how it works is so cool because they use these reflective stickers to mark positions yeah, right yeah. even like the fact that you have cardboard plugs that mm. tell your switch what is inserted just that kind of connection and how they forge it it's just really really impressive yeah yeah it, it's was very it durable cool. huh the, car- the piano is not i felt like the piano i was a little disappointed that the keys like if you mm-hmm. I, I play piano mm-hmm. maybe i play it too vigorously but the, <laughs> the, the keys can can pop out easily but everything else was very durable and like the constructions are very durable too. yeah yeah Hair Amadeus Schneider over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, one uh, another cool thing about the robot kit. Just uh, just before we move on, it's really cool. If you have an additional kit, you can actually play a robot fighting game mode, so, see, which, see, which yeah. is awesome. Rock and yeah. sock and robot action. That's yeah. like that's so funny because that's what I assumed that would be seeing right. that first trailer. Like, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, for me, like just going hands on with it, my big worry was fun to build and then nothing to do with these things. And mm. I, my, my fears were definitely uh, uh, conquered a bit by seeing just all the options and the experimentation. Yeah. Nothing, it's not, the motorcycle game is not Mario Kart. It doesn't have that level of depth, but there's way more to it with yeah. the customized tracks and everything. Yeah. And it does feel cool. It you know, does, like right. the whole tilt and everything works you can really well. Pop a wheelie and yep. stuff. It's fun. Yep. I think, um, I think Labo is going to be very, very cool. I think it's going to be picked up by a lot of, uh, you know, kids and adults alike, you know, probably adults mostly out of interest. But if you do get it, you'll probably be able to realize pretty quickly why it's so charming and so fun, yeah. um, as Per and I both did. I think. Um, I, Go ahead. My 16-year-old daughter, after the thing, I said, okay, so are we going to get just one of these kits? And my daughter's like, no, I need all of them. I'm like, <laughs> even you? Like, I understood, like, the 12-year-old, but nope. All three of my kids want both of the kits. House of a Thousand Labo kids. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for um, Nintendo's going to bankrupt you before the I end of the year. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. Uh, I'm excited to have Labo in the office. Like, I, I, I'm assuming that we'll get some of those kits and have them b- built here. I might personally, like, invest in a couple of the smaller ones just to, mm. like, test it out. But I don't know that I'm, like, fully all in on it. I think it's really interesting. I'm not really 100% sure that it's for me. you right. got to love so, building stuff. It yeah. definitely is not. You don't buy it for the games. Yeah. You buy it for the building and the, the kind of experimentation. Totally. If you like Lego Tech and you buy you build like their airplane or their like big uh, 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 one of the like the construction equipment you're like oh it's cool how do right. they pull that off that's that's, that's who they're targeting it's also a great jumping off point for kids to get into that kind of field oh, engineering yeah. and things yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. STEM. and then yeah all the customization and the programming stuff right like there's like a simple version of Scratch built into this right like the the simple programming tools for, for people who want to be game designers so I, I love if, the idea then of statements like, and everything I love the idea of like somebody building something in Scratch Composing the music on the Labo piano, like I think it's really cool that you could build essentially your own experience within these tools. Yep. So that's really cool to me. Yep. Yeah, and they're and they're encouraging kids to be even more creative beyond that, like with the Toy Con Garage aspect right. of it, because like you know kids are gonna build the variety kit, and they're gonna build the robot kit, um, and they'll have their fun with it. But it doesn't stop there with what they give you. Like you can reprogram the piano to be the remote control for yes. the RC car. Mm. You know what I mean? And create your own custom Labo well, kits. So I think that's really cool. Well, what are they? offering for stupid children. Ah, that is well. Stupid babies need the most. Each Each sheet has pretty little stylized graphics Uh on it, and you can actually there's uh, the the uh, fishing rod themed have like little little hidden sharks and stuff. So Uh yeah, like there you go. You know, if you ever had kids, you could (laughs) make them. Hell, I might just find uh, the shark. I might just find the shark. All right, I'll just take the box. (laughs) All right. Well, yes, we're excited about Labo. We hope you are too. It's coming out April twentieth. In case you're wondering, so yeah. What, what else is happening April, April 20th? Anything else? Oh, blaze it. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move forward into our uh, games, our new game releases for the week and what kind of what we've been playing. Um, but I want to start it off with our pick of the week, which is definitely Kirby Star Allies. Our reviewer, Brendan Graber here. Happy. Yes, has, uh, has played through the entirety of it. You put a score on it, and we want to hear your thoughts about it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Take it away. 
Let's so, go. This is probably my favorite Kirby game of all time. Really? More than RoboBobobot? More than RoboBobobot, which I also reviewed. Uh, that was that was it's a steady eight. Yeah. Any, any great? And this was my eight point three. It's a little bit better, better than greatness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like some of my favorite games were Robot. I love Crystal Shards. Uh, Superstar. Canvas Curse. Canvas Curse was. Uh, was oh, I like Canvas Curse. It was it was fun for me. That was like that was more like that's good. the one for stupid children. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, but I was I was very surprised. Uh, about how the multiplayer works, mm-hmm. like seeing four people on the screen, like oh, it's gonna be one of those Federation Force, Triforce Heroes. Like if you're playing alone, you're out of luck. But they're so responsive that it feels like you have friends, even when you don't. And having friends makes it even better. Uh, they're very responsive to puzzles. They'll like if you have a, a flame and a flame ally, and you see like an ice enemy or an ice puzzle, mm-hmm. they'll go, oh, I can solve this. Hang on, and they'll come over and help you. Nice. Or you can just take control of them. You can get the ability for yourself. Uh, Kirby can, like, um, you can jump on them to, like, basically piggyback and, like, manually control them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can combine these powers. And the way they combine are really hilarious. Like, there's just, like, the natural, like, if you have a sword, you lift it up. And then the flame guy goes, oh, I'll light that up for you. So he, like, infuses it with elemental powers. But there are other ones, too. um, One of my favorite ones is the the sweeper Mm -hmm. ability or the sweeper copy ability. Uh, you can like sweep your broom to like do wind effects. You can throw your bucket, but you can also hold up a vacuum cleaner, and everyone jumps into the vacuum cleaner. And you just shoot it off all across the screen. Mm. Um, I do think the demo doesn't do it justice. Okay, right. fair, fair enough. I've only yeah. played the demo. My my impression from the multiplayer was that I had fun, but I felt like it was zoomed in so close Too tight, yeah. Yeah. that I yeah. got I got flashbacks to you know Kirby Air Ride, like some games that felt like they were almost playing themselves a little bit too much. Yeah, but uh, be- because of also when you're playing in in single player, there's there are all these helpers and they're all running around. You're right? Like, Am I beating this game or are they beating this? They'll game? I mean, they'll take your they'll follow your lead, but yeah. they won't charge in ahead. Right? They'll wait for you. And like Kirby is the only character that they they tie to. So mm-hmm. if you run off the stage, they'll teleport over to where he is. Yeah. Um, if they try to run off, so if you if you have a friend playing and they run off somewhere, they can't go farther than where Kirby is. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's still like the master of his domain. But like the way they they interact is, I think, a lot better. Especially as the game progresses. I think the first level they have like those mandatory like tutorial uh, tooltip loading screens. It takes yep. like eight seconds. And then once you're off of that first area, then they they go away. Then it opens up. So the puzzles are not hugely mm-hmm. challenging, mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I, that's okay. I mean, there there can be games for people um, who are not looking for you know high skill yeah. difficulty. Right. Like I always liked that the Kirby games existed for more beginning players. Yeah, I right. like. I don't think there's anything wrong with like not looking for a challenge. Mm-hmm. I think some of the hidden rooms were like fun to find. Yeah. Um, and then the puzzles were like, oh. Pretty cool how that works out, but it's not like a, oh, this is a real brain stumper. Like maybe by the end of the game, there's yeah, a couple that's, of so, but there, but, but it does have the layers. Like it does get a little bit more difficult, so that it's only by like the very end. Okay. Was like I think I was playing uh, over with some people, and we're like, okay, how do we do this one? And we're right. like, okay, okay, well, if I use this ability and you go over here, then maybe this will work. We'll try this one. Okay, no, you come over here and I'll give you this ability. Okay, this one works. Mm-hmm. Well, has, like Pear was saying, historically, like Kirby games have never really been challenging, and you don't. I don't think you really buy a Kirby game for the challenge of it. Um, but the, this game does have different difficulty level settings, right? Like Only has... in the boss rush mode, which okay. you unlock post game. I think okay. the last couple of Kirby games have had that too. Now, did you find like how many how many difficulties are there? Do you um, Thirty six levels of, of difficulty. I, you, I remember you were looking through the menu, and there's like I don't know four or five at least, maybe more than yeah, that. You, I think you start off with like five, mm-hmm. and then they also have another uh, post game mode, which is like the speed run mode, right? Mm-hmm. Where you just kind of go play like the highlights of each section. Mm-hmm. If you beat that, you can some more difficulty modes. If you beat that highest one, you get like the ultra soul burner one. Right. And I love how like they uh, they they do it by like curry settings. So there's like mild spicy adventure to like <laughs> soul burning like hellscape difficulty but even then i think it's it's challenging but you can also um revive your allies uh, okay so it's like there was points like okay i ordinarily i'd be done if this was like an actual like all-star smash brother style boss rush thing mm-hmm. but i can just go like oh revive you and we're back in the fight he gets half his health back um so it wasn't like insanely challenging okay. for me yeah okay. one of the things that i really liked about uh uh, Robobot and Yoshi's Woolly World, especially, uh, where the later stages were really tough if you chose to like pursue them, right? Like, like Robobot wasn't hard at all, but the 
finding those like final cubes in the last mm-hmm. stages was really challenging. And some of the stuff on on Woolly World, uh, especially like the curtain level, do you remember that? Like oh, crazy, yeah. gnarly, like really tough. Is there anything like that? Like there's a couple hidden like, stuff like that in in this game. Yeah, there's a lot of hidden worlds. You have to find switches cool. to open. Um, and then some of those hidden worlds in the last areas are pretty fun, pretty challenging. Yeah. Uh, the um, the speedrun mode goes through some of them as well. Uh-huh. Like some of the best highlights of them. They also have these really great um, like team attack uh, things you can do. Where you turn to like a friend train. Okay. And you just steamroll through, and it like will go up along walls. It's like a better Sonic game than Sonic at some points. Oh. Because wow. you're moving so fast and just destroying everything in your path and like sonic fans that's at raga fraga with two g's <laughs> four g's yeah uh also uh, as a stupid child with no friends uh will it be fun for me to play this game solo or do i need to play it multiplayer i played the majority of it solo uh-huh. and i still had a lot of fun okay i think it's a lot funner it was like it's a good party game yeah like if you have people over just like hey you just want to like Cover for a bit. Yeah. Instant drop in and drop out too, which is cool. great. You I really just, like that. Yeah. Uh, very, that very smoothly done. I've seen. You know, we have this sort of big game station set up over by Paris desk where people play are playing the latest stuff. And when Kirby was, uh, when we got Kirby in the office, you and I and Casey DeFritis and a couple people were playing through a few levels. And I, I, I really liked how. It, you know, it was so easy for people to drop in and drop out. Yeah, you just you just really like okay, yeah. Joy-Con, okay, I'm yeah. in, yeah. and then like oh, I gotta go, bye, and then yeah. like you just go back to computer opponent, and you're fine. Yep. Uh, I also like if Kirby is by himself and has an ability, and you need someone else to be with you, the uh, player will come out of his hat basically, <laughs> and you'll take over that ability, and then like when he leaves, you can just swallow and cannibalize the computer and take your ability back. Now, you can't cannibalize. Games are getting dark. <laughs> One of the things that I've heard a lot of people talking about in this Kirby game is that Kirby's run around doing a lot of kisses on his friends. And uh, have, you heard, have you heard any of this conversation? Throwing hearts at it's, people and stuff. Well, yeah, it's, it's not just throwing hearts, like, but uh, when you like get... It's like a weird, weird like baby bird situation where he's like, he's turned around kissing on his friends. <laughs> when, you, when you get uh, health packs, like, yeah. you know, the person who grabs it gets the health, but then they can share the love. By uh, giving a little smooch to someone Ooh, else. That's cute. Give some health back. But this has also been a, a part of the Kirby franchise for a while. I think it's funny that people are picking up on it with this game. They're like, what's he doing smooch all these people? I, I think <laughs> Kirby is darker than most people realize. If Kirby existed in the real world and was throwing smooches right and eating people on the left, yeah. he'd probably be yeah. a there's, little bit more an, respect for him. Maybe. There's Even if odd, he's easy. Right. <laughs> there's an odd duality with Kirby. Yep. Like there's like the, the really cutesy facade he puts on. Yep. But then usually like the plot... It's very thin, but the plot of every Kirby game is like there's like some like ancient evil galactic eating power, and then Kirby's just like, well, I'm gonna destroy all life until I can stop this thing because I, why not? Yeah, I'm gonna eat fools and poop out stars. And I'm like, the, you like the always like I don't want to spoil like the bosses in this game, like the later stage bosses. Is it a tree? Like <laughs> you played Robobot, like yeah. The final bosses are always just like, what is going just, on? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Robobot turns into a completely different right. game at the end. Yeah, it's like insane. they did that with. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, was that crystal shards? Which I love. Like yeah. if you beat the games, like okay, there's this cool dark matter guy. But if you got all the shards, like zero two shows up and like this bleeding eyeball, <laughs> and it turns into like this like shooter, like right. you're, like you're flying around. Like every time, it's like, oh, it's a cute game. What is that? Yeah. Why is there some galactic like Cthulhu monster trying yeah. to kill us? Yeah. Oh man, Kirby is Kirby is fun. I'm excited to uh, actually start playing it today uh, because it's out today, March 16th. So definitely make sure you check it out if you're interested. It's our pick of the week, and I cannot wait to jump in and play some multiplayer with you guys. So sweet, yeah, that'll be really be cool. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, so another game that came out earlier this week is a game called Flint Flint Hook. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yes, and now this game originally came out on uh, Steam and PS4 mm-hmm. a little while ago, and it's available on Switch now, which is really cool. It's it's a game that I've been playing for a couple weeks. It's really cool. It's nice having yeah. this portably. I never had it. Uh, I never played it on PS4, but I was talking about it with Brian, who did play it on PS4, and he was super excited when he heard that you know it was coming to Switch because this is a game that really is kind of made for like taking it on the go, quick play sessions, drop in, drop out kind of stuff. Um, it's a roguelike, which is really fun. I love roguelikes, and. It's very, very action-based, as you can see. It's kind of got a twin-stick shooter element to it. It's got some time manipulation stuff, too, where you can slow down time. Yep. But the, my favorite mechanic, as you can see, is the hook shot, uh, which you use throughout the entire game. It's like your main weapon, essentially, it next does, to your gun. Yeah, I've played a little bit of Flint Hook, and it does add some really cool uh, uh, locomotion. Like the ability to like yeah. chain between 
these hooks and stuff with your flint hook, it's it it makes navigating these levels really fun and often really challenging. Yeah, yeah, I, I played it as well, and I it's definitely one of the uh, one of the better kind of retro style games on on the Switch. So if you're looking for something uh, in in the style of like the six you know like sixteen bit classics, um, it looks pretty, and uh, yeah, I absolutely love the motion. Like once you figure out how to use the the hook the right way, you can just go ching 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 yeah. string together things, attack people while falling, and then like save yourself before you you hit a spike strip, for example. It's yeah. really really um, it's a really well tweaked game, kind of like Celeste and and some right. of the, yeah. the yeah. best indies on it, the platform. Weirdly, I didn't get into this game as much as I did into the Gungeon, but it gave me like weird into the Gungeon vibes. In yeah, terms yeah. Of, like, in exactly. terms of the power curve, mm-hmm. like the better you get at the game, the more power. Like this game really makes you feel powerful. The better you get at it, yep. like you're saying, like the ability to whiz around these flint hooks and like shoot enemies at the same time and grab items. Like you really feel like, oh, I've gotten much better at this game, like very quickly. So I think yep. like this game and to the Dungeon and then Owlboy's coming too. Like those are out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like those are like the perfect. Like I'm so glad these are on Switch. And Owlboy is great. Yeah, like yeah. they all look beautiful. They all play like in that really great style. Just pick up and play, and then yeah. turn off for a while. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna run out of like uh, classic indies. <laughs> like <laughs> the, making more. the amount of titles still that it's coming is just yeah. crazy. And like you know. By the time you watch this, uh, we'll be close to another Nindy presentation from Nintendo for oh GDC. So. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's There'll right be even more. Um, but uh, another game as well that came out earlier this week, it's similar style, uh, sort of action-y type experience, but it's not a roguelite. It's called Bleed 2. Now, this game uh, works similarly, like I was saying. It's a twin-stick shooter, um, but it's an action game. It's very linear. You're, you're going from point A to point B constantly. Like, uh, like Cannibal style? Like Endless Runner? Um, not an Endless Runner, okay. no. It does have levels. Just more linear, like side-scroll. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Like, so if you're watching the video podcast, you can see like there's uh, smaller enemies on screen appearing, but this game is really based around boss fights. Uh, there's so many boss fights in this game. It's like you play these two to three minute long segments with these you know smaller type enemies and then you run into a boss and then you might play another segment right after that the last 30 segments of just getting to the next boss and then the next boss has come so it feels like a really cool boss rush mode and are they clever or are they like how are the bosses yeah they're tough like each one of them works very differently um, and they all have their own you know specific way to be taken down and there's this really cool mechanic like your character has a, a gun which is obviously very handy but she also has some sort of like a, an electric katana that she can reflect back bullets and that's really really fun to do i feel like like the next star wars game that uses lightsabers needs to like implement Uh reflecting like blasters back with this because it's like you just you essentially have to flick the thumbstick at the right time um in order to get that reaction back and it's it's difficult it's not easy especially when you've got like a thousand bullets flying at you do the bosses get bigger are they all kind of like this size no 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 no. they get they get bigger yeah like you're you know like the boss that we you just saw me take down was uh, the first boss in the game but like later on you get to fight tanks and helicopters it becomes like one of those over-the-top um arcade style games you know from back in the day but one thing that i'd love (laughs) to say too is it's really um it's pretty forgiving with the checkpoint system the game itself has did difficulty levels you could play easy you could mm-hmm. play hard um and if you're playing on hard it's very hard yeah but like i said uh checkpoints are pretty forgiving so it, it's one of those games that makes you want to keep trying until you actually get through the next boss i like the ganon tennis uh element. yeah I yeah always like games that do ganon tennis Ganon yeah. tennis it's very cool um another Choop. game that came Hop. out Choop. earlier this week Hop. or uh yeah is it out yet i believe it's out tokitori tokitori 2 yeah yeah i think it's out yeah um it's a puzzle game the puzzle platformer, mm. yes, that was also available on PS4, I believe, or no, Wii U. Wii U excuse yeah. me, Ooh, yeah. Wii U, yes, been on a few platforms. So this is a this is a Wii U port, um, and it's adorable. It's a very very it's a rare me. look. Too. Yeah, it's a yeah. very yeah. relaxing game uh, to play, which I found. I wasn't expecting this game to be as relaxing as it was, just because uh, initially learning out the mechanics for me, I never played it on Wii U. It was a little frustrating, um, just kind of get these crab guys to move around <laughs> and build these platformers or platforms for. 
for me. Yeah, if you just started and you recorded this as you started, like you get very familiar with uh, kind of the whistling um, mm-hmm. uh, power and being able to like influence uh, creatures or or the elements. This I, I remember playing this um, when it when it first came out, and I, I was struck too by just the care that went into the the look and the mechanics. Like a game like Captain Toad, it has very clear limitations as to what right. the bird can do, right. and so you got to work with like you really got to look at um, you know when a passage is blocked at kind of like the limit of your abilities and over, how to overcome them. I, Reminds I, me of those old really like, Loadrunner game. games. Hmm? Those old load, Loadrunner games. Like yeah. Loadrunner is a great comparison. Yeah. 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 Right. I it's always a, love those. It's, a, it's like a pretty slow-moving game, but that's not bad. I it's think methodical. It's actually, yeah, it's paced perfectly, I think. there are. I haven't run into any enemies that like can hurt you during my gameplay, um, so I don't, I don't know if that exists in the game. Would want to hurt a little... Yeah, but like I feel like it doesn't need to. And, and the puzzles are actually pretty clever um, mm-hmm. initially. So I definitely think it's worth checking out if you're into these style games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've never been into these style games, then probably not going to win you over. It's going to be a no for me. <laughs> yeah, it's a hard no Not a big, Zach. big puzzle fan? I, eh, lo- I love... Eh, not I love like this. I mean, I like Puyo Puyo Tetris. I like... Uh, Battle Chef. Uh, I, like, I love Battle Chef. Try yeah. Tumblestone, too. Yeah. yeah. Tumblestone, I heard, is very hard. It gets very hard later, yeah. but the beginning is more like your kind of stupid child level. game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so try that too. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so another game that is now available on Switch is a game called Castle Heart, which is fun. It's a two D action game, uh, kind of trying to be reminiscent of Dark Souls. Looks like Dark Souls. Yeah. Also, um, kind of like that uh, Ghosts and Goblins feel. Yeah, it has a little bit uh. of a Ghosts and Goblins feel to it. Not as difficult, not nearly as difficult. Did you Looks get like to, a- you played this? This is Castle of Heart? Yeah, yeah, Castle yeah. of Heart. I did yeah. play it. It's um, like a mobile game. This is a mobile game? It probably Prior, could have, yeah. probably could have been a mobile game. Yeah. Probably should have been a mobile game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean... It's okay. You, is it bad? It's okay to say if it's bad. I would. I don't want to say it's bad because it's not bad. It's just. <laughs> it's like. It's a hard okay. Uh, like I would. I would give it if I was rating it right hard now. Okay. Hard okay. Philip Music. Yeah. Right. I mean. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So if you're really desperate for something to play and you and you're like super waiting for Dark Souls, um, you know maybe pick this one up. But at the same time, like the gameplay is completely different from Dark Souls. Like you're just gonna get aesthetics here. You're gonna get hand to hand sword combat. There's a couple fun. Um, puzzle elements to it like the physics in the game are really cool mm. uh, a lot of the environments are destructible like you can break through walls and get into houses this looks which awful is, <laughs> which is interesting <laughs> yeah um but you know it's when i see games like this pop up on the eShop, and like the next one that we're going to talk about too it sort of makes me question like nintendo's mentality of like what are we you know allowing are we just letting everything on the eShop? you know what i mean which is right. fine like there's there's a place uh for things like this but I feel like we've sort of noticed, we've begun to notice this, like, degradation or whatever, like, yeah. inequality. Hmm. Um, into the Wii era of right. uh, shovelware. shovelware. Right, exactly. And it's not like there's any, like, lack of developers wanting to jump on Switch. I just feel like Nintendo maybe... Which is know, interesting because the before the Switch launched last March, uh, Jose and I went to a preview event for, like, one of the early Nindy events. Mm-hmm. And they part of their presentation to us was how carefully curated the eShop would be in this generation mm. of Nintendo hardware. So it's interesting to me that there's stuff that like is aggressively okay. I feel like, know, like I feel like that's probably the the lowest that they would go or right. hopefully, but I mean we've also seen Have some you real played No. So that's <laughs> but, what I'm saying. Like we've no, also they, seen some real a couple bad of stinkers slipped through for sure, but like it's also I think difficult when you're running a program like this. Uh, you know, there's no Nintendo seal of approval anymore. But like a program like this, you <laughs> sometimes see a game early on and you see the promise and, hey, this may fill a gap uh, in, a, in a genre that's missing from the platform. So I can see how they would still encourage games to get through, even if they are not top of the sure. top of the field, just to have a wide variety of games. Yeah. Um, but I mean, luckily, we've got Philip. And Brian, who will play all these games for us and yes. warn us if something is true, yeah. hard okay. Hard okay. Now, the next game, uh, I definitely don't think you should pick it up. I'm here to give you guys a hard <laughs> PSA on this one. <laughs> um, uh, what if just you don't... What? Keep going. <laughs> just, all right. So, Coffin Dodgers came out on... Skip of the week. On, uh, yes, skip the of skip the of the week. <laughs> there I you like go. that. We should implement That's pretty that. pretty good, yeah. Skip of the week. I mean, Look at this guy. If you love Garfield Kart, which actually exists... Then uh, you should get Garfield Kart and not get this. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, Garfield Kart is Oof. probably better. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, want to play a bunch of Obi Wan uh, rollers? Yeah. No, it's it's trying to escape mortality. 
I feel like this this game feels like a student project for you know people who just learned how to sort of uh, draw in 3D and and <laughs> write physics. Wow, I don't want to be too harsh. Um, I but, don't know that you can get much harsher than that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's not. It's a learning experience. It's not terrible. Like I can see the the vision, the idea, um, but it just doesn't feel like it's finished. There's a ton of glitches. Um, you know, like it's very, very sloppy and the content that is available, like the tracks, for instance, are just so dry. Do you like, just play as senior citizens? Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, all right. So let wow. me quickly explain the story to this oh, game. No. Or the story, story. Game to you guys. Yeah. There's a story mode in this game um, that takes you through levels and stuff. Isn't so, it kind of like uh, Diddy Kong Racing where it's like, like an overworld where you just like go to the... No, it's... It, I heard someone say that. I don't they, know if that was true. They probably wish they had an overworld, but they, <laughs> they couldn't do that. No. Um, no, what this game is, uh, essentially, death comes to visit a neighborhood of senior citizens and threatens to take their souls, because it's all, you know, it's their time to go, sure. I guess. Um, and so they As challenge him... want to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they challenge him to a... Uh, a mobility scooter race. Uh, I didn't see They're race. just killing each other. Yeah, and that's literally the story. It's just a bunch of old people racing death. Also, I'm pretty uh, sure he picked up a gun at one point. That seems very. Uh, one thing, yeah, one thing about these game or this game that I do like are the pickups. The pickups are pretty interesting. There's like an Uzi that you can just pick <laughs> up. Why? Can you look at Can you look at the nonsense timer? Yeah, in the upper left, like the way it counts up. Did you really have? What to is show? it counting in? Yeah, I'm not sure why it's counting like uh, that. Minutes, this, seconds. And frames. I, I, I mean, I get it. Small indie team, right? Working mm-hmm. on uh, working on a kind of Mario Kart like. But the problem is, once you put that on Ugh. the platform with Mario Kart Eight, yeah. also, um, I, I just don't think yeah. anyone has ever wanted to race as senior citizens. Hey, speak for yourself. Some of us <laughs> are a little older. No, yeah, this is the. We can be heroes. I almost made we that joke. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say skip this one. Um, you know, skip of the week. Yeah, skip, skip of, of the, the week. week for sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> But uh, we have just enough time for question block this uh, this week, and I'm really excited. That we got some great questions. Thank cool. you guys so much for sending your questions in, and you can definitely send them in um, to us via our email, nvc at ign.com. You can get in touch with us on Twitter. We're NVC, at NVC Podcast on Twitter. If you're not in the Facebook group, we've got an awesome uh, Facebook community, 10,000 plus strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely look us up there, and we're always down to hear your thoughts. Uh, but this week's question comes from Michael M. via NVC at IGN.com. Michael says, Hey gang, or hey NBC gang, I wanted your opinion on if the 3DS or 2DS XL is still worth it or not. I have owned a Switch since day one and absolutely love it, but I'm sorely missing the virtual console and there are quite a few N64 and GameCube games that have been remade for the 3DS. What is your opinion? What should I do? I really want to play some of these games and, and diminishing every time I hear... Oh, I'm sorry. And my expectancy of Nintendo actually releasing a virtual console for Switch is diminishing every time I hear an announcement like the original Luigi's Mansion is being remade for Nintendo 3DS. Thanks so much for the great show. Keep it up. Thanks, Michael M. Uh, it's a tough one. I'll tell you what I think, but go ahead, Zach. I think the 3DS is one of the greatest systems of all time, and I think you sh- there's absolutely merit in purchasing mm-hmm. one. It's also cheaper than ever. It's all, Yeah, it's super cheap. Uh, you can off like there's the 2DS X, 2DS XL bundle, the Zelda bundle I think is seventy nine dollars. Yep, and that's a awesome system with backwards compatibility uh, to the DS for eighty bucks that has that comes with one of the greatest games of all time to start with, and you can also access the th- the DS Virtual Console library that has a bunch of Super Nintendo games. Um, it has a bunch of Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games. Like you can play a bunch of that stuff on your 2DS or 3DS if that's what you want to get. Um, But also, I don't think necessarily that we should count out the idea that Nintendo is not doing Virtual Console on Switch. That's true, but I also think... I didn't say that very eloquently, but you 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 catch what I'm saying. Oh, it was good, yeah. Looking back on the Wii U, when they did have their Virtual Console stuff, it wasn't like, hey, here's 500 games... Everyone you ever wanted. It was like a very slow release. Mm-hmm. Every other week, yeah. it was like, okay, well, here's Mario Party 2. And okay, Super well, here's Metroid. Super Metroid. Right. Like, it wasn't like everything you wanted all at once. So yeah. there's probably going to be like, Luigi's Mansion is not going to come to the Switch for a, if, if ever for a very long time. I do it. Yeah. I, yeah. So here's my advice. If you've owned a Switch since day one, you know how much you use it and you know how many games you play. Do you still have time to play other games? Because like I feel like when I look back at the 3DS, I'm so happy I own not one, many. I've had this many. platform. 
amazing games. Like, just Zelda Mario franchise alone, worth owning, playing these games. Fantastic games. Metroid recently released. You're probably not going to see this on the Switch either. Um, That said, I'm now at a point where I just don't... I don't think I would have the time to play a lot of 3DS games that I missed, even going back, because there's so much coming out on Switch, so much on the other platforms if you own those play Bravely Default? I got the game. Zach didn't want it. So... Look at, you, you know, think about how many games you play on the Switch and whether you ever go, oh, there's nothing left to play. I need to go back to some of the classics. If the answer is yes, 3DS is a freaking amazing lineup. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree with each one of you. Pear, you bring up a great point. I mean, the library on 3DS is, is amazing. Yeah, it's got so many, so many yeah. great games, and we're still going to get games on it well into 2019, apparently, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, so Nintendo does have a vision for the 3DS. It's still alive. It's still kicking, whether we like it or not. Uh, but, you know, most of us do seem to like it, so, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, before, you, before we move on to the next question, whether we like it or not is something that I want to address because I see a lot of people in the comments saying things like, oh, I wish you wouldn't say things about, oh, why is it coming to 3DS and not Switch? And I wanted to address that, obviously, we have a lot of love for the 3DS. It's one of my favorite systems of all time. I think that the idea that we want everything for Switch is just because we love the Switch so much, and, and that's we, what we've been using and taking that, for the last right? year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I... I will occasionally take my 3DS on a work trip, but not nearly with the frequency that I take my Switch anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah. It's not any. It's not a knock against the 3DS. It's I think it's a tough phenomenal to pack system. two systems. We're all members of the NSA, the National take, Switch Association. I take my Switch. I take <laughs> my. Uh, I take my Vita. <laughs> I take my 3DS, and then I take my uh, PS. My old PS One with the little flip up screen. You know, I just. I, yeah, I gotta have options when I I'm on the road. Phone just for Fortnite. That's right. Yeah, and my Fortnite. I mean, like yeah. the Vita. I, I own a Vita too, and I owned a PSP <laughs> before that, and the Vita fell victim to the 3DS. Yep. Like yep. I kept on not bringing the Vita on on trips, even though there were good games on it. Yeah. And like that's that's the same with the switch. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's our show this week. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We're a weekly show on IGN.com, but you can also catch us on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat or any of your favorite podcast listening services. Apparently, we're on Spotify now. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Which is which is random get us and crazy. Tune in to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you watch. Send in your questions every week. Thank you guys very much, and we'll see you next week. Take care.